Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a moment and relax, and just let any cares that you have, any circumstances, anything that's going on, If you need to go to another room, another location, just to be able to be aware of what the Lord is doing, what he's saying, how he's revealing himself to you. This is what he wants to do, is reveal himself to you. We don't have to work to get something from him. His nature is love. That's who he is. That's what his being is, his very nature. And he expresses that love by giving, sharing that love, sharing who he is. And this is why he is changing us and conforming us to his image and likeness so that we are able to receive what he wants to give. Right now, if he just reveals himself fully the way his true nature is, we would not be able to understand it, contain it, perceive it. It would all go over our heads. We would not be able to experience who God is in our present form, in our present condition. And our present condition is we are relying on our soul, the strengths of our soul, and we're hiding the weaknesses of our soul because our soul has not yet been reconnected to our spirit. And that's what we're here for. That's what we're about on this earth. It's for the Lord to free and heal our soul so that it can be reconnected to our spirit. In the meantime, you and I are learning to live and move and have our being as a spirit being here on this earth. Most of what God, of what's going on in our lives, as far as This process is in God's hands, the vast majority of it. What he wants us to be focusing on, besides just spending time with him, is those things that he has set aside for us to learn how to do. And just as as a human baby, we're faced with obstacles like stairs, We learn to crawl up. We fall down. We we hurt ourselves. We we bump our heads, but we get back up and we try again. Pretty soon we're walking. Then we're walking up steps. Then we're riding a bike. Then on and on and on. And that process builds confidence in our own abilities, but also that 
we learn about our physical world. We learn about what steps are, what stairs are, about it's okay to fall down, you get hurt, you get back up. We learn how gravity works. We learn how time works. We learn about our physical circumstances, our physical environment through experience. Likewise, we will learn about the supernatural realm by experience. I think this is one of the reasons God has set out to draw us to supernatural experiences. Most people are at least interested or intrigued when we talk about miracles, when we talk about the supernatural things that God did did in the scriptures, in our lives. We have an interest in that, that, that sparks something in us. And that spark is from God. That desire to know about the supernatural realm is from God. It's something he wants us to have. Now, there may be those that, that that's not what God is wanting them to focus on right now. That's fine, too. There's no absolute. That's part of our, our challenge, part of our process, is we are all individuals. And there may be something different that God wants to focus on. And it may, he may want to focus on something that you consider trivial, unimportant but if he's picked it go with it go with what God is working on drawing your attention to he knows what he's doing he loves you and that's another thing we learn by experience how much he loves us not just by you know faith or because we know it in the scriptures or because he loves everybody because that's his nature but personally that God loves you we learn that by experience we learn that by experience with our our family our parents those we trust in other circumstances we learn the good and the bad about people about our environment the good and the bad about gravity by experience so in a lot of ways when we're talking about things like the baptism of the Holy Spirit the you know whether it's immersion or water baptism or any of those um, examples that are in the scriptures that many denominations divide are divided over instead they should be simply examples of of the ways that God moves on us to change us. He very often wants to give us a marker in our lives. He wants us to have confidence that we have had an encounter with him. He wants us to be confident in his realness, that he is a real and living God 
who reveals himself and makes himself real to us on his terms. Our challenge is to let him change us, to not be so holding on so tightly to our beliefs or controlling how our needs are met or, well, really anything, not holding on to anything that tightly so that he can take what he wants to take, remove it, and give himself in place of it. So when we're talking about any kinds of baptism of the Holy Spirit, really what we're talking about, because remember, the Holy Spirit is God. There's, they're all part, they, they all travel together, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they all travel together. If you're dealing with the Holy Spirit, you're dealing with the Son, you're dealing with the Father. But when we're talking about baptism of the Holy Spirit, we're talking about baptism of God. We're talking about an experience. Sometimes it's a welling up from inside. Sometimes it's an encounter where we feel something physically or manifests in our outward circumstances, our outward environment. We see something, we feel heat, we smell something. These are all meant to show and give us a a signpost that God has revealed himself to us in reality. Because there's going to be a lot of times for the vast majority of us that we're going to be waiting on him, making ourselves available, and it will seem like nothing's happening. But then we can look back at the, but I know that was, was real. I remember that experience was real. Now, sometimes that happens at the point of salvation. Sometimes it happens just without us even being aware that we know that we know that we know that God has changed us, that God has introduced himself, revealed himself to us. Don't use that as the foundation of our relationship with God. That experience is an encouragement for a greater relationship with God. God knows we need encouragement, and he provides it. He does it his way, on his terms, and the way sometimes we think, well, why don't you do that for me? You know, we hear about something else. We hear about somebody else's experience. How come you don't do anything like that for me? And that's fine. Ask him. He may answer you the way you want. He may not. But there's no harm in asking him. Do you think he doesn't know you're asking that question anyway? Do you think there's anything hidden from God? Any of your fears, your doubts, your questions, 
He knows what you're struggling with. He knows what you need. Now, in your spirit, all your needs have been met. And he's leaving unmet needs in your soul for your good. If he met those needs right now, you wouldn't need him. You wouldn't need to be changed. You'd be self-sufficient, self-satisfied, self-content. And you wouldn't need to be restored to spirit. So he deliberately keeps us from being self-absorbed. So how do we respond when God does reveal himself, when he baptizes us in some way, when he reveals himself as the Holy Spirit, as his Son, as the Father, in whatever way he chooses? You know, whether it's a dove resting on our head or a bright light coming into our room, whatever, how do we respond? We are aware and resting and expectant And we simply respond with stillness and gratitude and rest. You don't have to have a huge experience to be changed. An angel doesn't have to come to you and touch you on the shoulder to be changed. Sometimes it's a better indicator of our listening ability when God doesn't have to send an angel with a telegram to get our attention. So rather than making it a situation where God has to get your attention, get your get where God has to get your attention, just go ahead and give him your attention. You skip a step. If he's got your attention, he can just speak into your life. He can change your life. He can heal you and give you the power and authority that you already have in your spirit and start that operating in your soul and even in your body. So if you ask for some kind of an experience with God, something that stirs up your desire for the supernatural that stirs up something, a desire for more. That's often what what is involved in the baptism of the Holy Spirit or these other experiences is to give us a desire and a taste for more so that we're not satisfied with the everyday. We're not satisfied with where we are today. We want more of God. We want to experience more of what he has for us. He gives us a thirst and a hunger for more rather than a push or a threat we want to respond to a thirst and a hunger and that's what the holy spirit the son the father god himself draws us it's the goodness of god that draws us and we want to respond to that we want to learn to do that automatically. So it's, that's our first impulse is to turn to him. 
Lord, what is this about? Lord, what else is going on here? Teach me, Lord, what what just happened. Now, as we ask him to that hunger and thirst, to stir up what's going on in our soul, this doesn't necessarily mean we're going to have a specific experience that's mentioned in scriptures or that perhaps somebody else has had. For instance, you may or may not experience speaking with other tongues or audible sounds of rushing wind or physical manifestations of fire or the ability to preach in other languages. Now, those have all been recorded in scriptures in relationship to a baptism of the Holy Spirit. But that doesn't mean that's the only manifestation of a baptism in the Holy Spirit. We want to be open, but but expectant. And what will very often happen is, as our experience of him and learning about the supernatural, we begin to have experiences that are outside our expectations more often. Because you are in the supernatural realm right now, and the things that are going on in the supernatural realm right now around you exceed your expectations. If you could see what was going on right now, it would... capture your imagination in a way that it would be totally distracting from everything else that's going on in your life. Now, for some, it would cause fear. Others, it would cause, again, dropping everything else just to, just to delve into the supernatural realm and the spiritual. But because God does not want us driven by supernatural experiences he wants us to desire him balance then that because the supernatural realm is part of our environment we want to learn how it operates we want to become comfortable in the supernatural realm just as we're comfortable in the natural realm there's things that happen in the natural realm that we have adapted to, that if we tried to describe it to others, it would be, you know, uh, beyond imagination. The sun, a, a sunrise or a sunset, try to describe that to somebody that doesn't have an understanding about what the sun is. But for you and I, it's a common occurrence. It happens every day. So we have experienced it, and we've taken it as part of our existence, that this is what happens on a daily basis. Likewise, in the supernatural realm, there are things that happen on a regular basis that are part of our lives, part of our existence, that we are not aware of, that God wants us to be aware of. 
He wants us to, again, not be ignorant of what's going on in the supernatural realm, just as he does not want us to be ignorant of what's going on in the spiritual realm. But we also don't want to be so focused that we will turn from what God is doing in our lives, pulling, drawing towards him. Now we know God is faithful. And in his time and in his way, he makes himself known to us. How he does that for you is going to be different than how he does that for me. But he doesn't want us to be drawn to the baptism or the experiences of the Holy Spirit. He wants us to be drawn to him. And as we are drawn to him, very often these experiences will follow. Now, they don't automatically follow. There's going to be times when you are going to be absolutely 100% experiencing exactly that rest and that availability with God, and it will seem like everything else has stopped, like there's nothing going on. Well, that's fine. That's his spirit, too. That's his presence, too. So we don't measure our how well we're doing by how many experiences we're having or how different they are or unexpected or unexplainable. They're nothing to boast about. Even though very often he will give us experiences so we can share and encourage one another. You know, we we look at some of the things in the scriptures. One of my favorites is when God tells his disciples, you know, if you speak to that mountain and tell it to be removed and cast into the sea, it will. He didn't say, pray to me and I will tell the mountain. He said, you speak to the mountain, be cast into the sea. They weren't even born again. They weren't even spiritually alive. Power to do that is in the soul. And we have neglected it attending to our soul to the degree that we resist our soul when it tries to be restored to its God-given abilities and power and authority. We don't want to be caught up and caught away by these experiences, but we want to accept that they are part of our legacy, part of our heritage, part of what we have inherited as sons of God. And we, have, we don't have enough imagination to perceive what he has in store for us. So as we can just enjoy the process, enjoy the new experiences, because we know that, again, he loves us. What he has in store for us will meet our needs, and he is, has us on the right path 
doing the right things at the right time so we can trust him. But we learn these things by experiences, by experiencing them. So another aspect of learning about the supernatural realm is when we talk about supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit. This goes along with what we've been talking about as far as the when God reveals himself to us as through the baptism. He stirs up our soul. He stirs up a connectivity, an awareness. We could say almost it's like if God reminded our soul what it was supposed to be. In the when we start talking about the gifts of the spirit, the supernatural gifts, they're not spiritual, they're supernatural. They're in because they're in your soul and they function in the supernatural realm. Just like people have, you know, in the natural, people have gifts, like athletic gifts or musical or other kinds of, you know, artistic talents. Those are natural gifts. Or they're smart. Those are gifts that are intrinsically part of their of our natural environment. In the soul, in our soul, your soul has attributes and potential that have laid have been neglected to the point where we they need to be not only stirred up but acknowledged and embraced and experimented with in order to find out how they work. Now, we all have a different soul. We all have a different temperament. God gave you the soul he wanted you to have. So you're not a mistake. You've not missed, you're not going to miss out on anything according to how, whatever soul he's given you. He's given you the exact one he wants you to have. But the soul he gave you has abilities that odds are you are not making the most use of. That's true for all of us. The only person on this earth that ever used all the abilities in their soul was Jesus. Because he was fully connected to his father. There was no hindrance between spirit, soul, and body. So every aspect of his soul had spirit flowing through it. So he could raise the dead without really any effort. He could cast out demons without any effort. He could heal. He could pull hearts. He turned the world upside down because Spirit, soul, and body were one. He and the Father were one. So as our 
soul is freed and healed. And that spirit starts to flow through our soul. Whatever seeds have lain dormant in our soul will begin to sprout. Now, some of them may be familiar. Some of those seeds may be something that we know something about. And some of them may not. We have this idea that there's nine gifts, and that's how many there are. Well, that's how many are listed. But then if you go to, uh, you know, if we're going to just talk about the scriptures, you go to other scriptures, other gifts are listed. But we're going to take a different approach to that. And But I want you to be objective about it. So even going into the rest of the week, take some time, <clears throat> get a notebook or something, and just ask the Lord to bring to your mind, to your memory, what seed or gift that he would like to stir up in you and let it be whatever don't worry about it being listed in the scriptures or something that you've heard of before just write it down we're learning to focus and accept what's going on what god is doing in our soul So we'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Feel free to drop me a line at diane at therainersclub.org or through Blog Talk Radio. Until next week, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.